In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. It's another 15-minute show that you're all loving the new format. And today we're talking about the shitbirds, the Ravens. Jack, anything you want to add? Yeah, so first, um, we, we did the Steelers a couple of days ago. So we thought we'd have a break from the divisional rivals. And then we'll jump back into them again. And then we'll have a break and then we'll jump back into them again. Um, so no, the Steelers one went down well. Um, the Ravens were in less mess. So just to run through sort of their cap situation... The top 51 is set to be 151 million. Um, they've got quite a bit of dead cap because they've got 10 million for old Thomas currently on the books this year. Um, some Mark Ingram and some other guys takes them up to 12 million there. And then the salary cap space is just 18 million, which isn't that much money when we've especially got all of these free agents to go through. Um, just before we get onto the, like, the list of free agents, Orlando Brown's obviously the big talking point. Uh, you never know with the crazy news in the NFL between recording and this podcast coming out, um, which isn't that many hours, he might have been traded. Um, let's touch on that, Ian, before we jump into the real free agents. Yeah, anything's possible. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is that we actually got Paul for back-to-back podcasts. It's amazing. So we appreciate you uh, joining us, Paul. Well, I'm really upset because Jack's now the number one influencer in the Brown space. So, um I need to pull my finger out because he's on the OBR, he's on podcasts, you know. Dogland.com. He gets, he gets more invites than the uh, Queen does at the moment. More invites than Meghan Markle, that's for sure. Jack, what, what, um, your work recently got some of the, um, Jack's just frozen because he's in shock. I lost it there, mate. Uh, how many, what shows, please edit this, what shows, websites have you been on recently? So, so I've done podcasts with the Dogland. Um, I did the Bless and Browns podcast. Um, I've done Nothing But The Dogs, which is great. Make sure you check out them dudes. Um, and then writing, um, obviously write all the way for the Dogland. It got picked up by Bleacher Report um, this week. And, did it? Uh, then I've got a oh piece for the um, OBR on a mock draft. Um, and for a dude that doesn't watch tape, you've got a mock draft. The Paul um, Brown slash Jack Duffin podcast. Mate, I haven't been asked to be on a podcast for the last uh, six months. We, we don't even ask you to come LinkedIn. on this one, mate. <laughs> I got asked to go on a LinkedIn podcast in Trinidad today. So, um, but anyway, you've got nine minutes to finish the show off. So we'll jump straight into the free agents. Um, first name out um, is Yannick Ngokwe, um, edge rusher, a load of money. And we'll throw another edge rusher in there in Matthew Judon, both set to get around 17 million over each of the next four years um, when they get paid. Quite frankly, I'm not interested in either. Any notes on that, Ian, before we jump down the list? Yannick Ngokwe, a.k.a. In Sync, 
Bye, bye, bye. He gone. He leaving the Ravens. They don't have the money. Judon, I think, has a better chance, but I do find it odd that their four top pass rushers, Ngakwe, Judon, Bowser, and McPhee, all are free agents. So the Ravens are going to have to, you know, prioritize one or two of them and figure it out. But yeah, I think it was a weird move with uh, Ngakwe getting traded and it, it just, he didn't do anything when he got to Baltimore. So it was just a weird thing. And I think they will be moving on from Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah, and obviously you mentioned Bowser there. He's not one I'm interested in from the Browns' perspective, uh, but yeah, another free agent form. Yeah, I, of all the edge guys, I mean, the Ravens play that hybrid 3-4. Uh, I'm not really interested in any of their edge guys. I mean, Judon's decent against the run, doesn't do much else. Uh, Bowser, he came out of Houston a couple of years ago, had a little bit of potential. Uh, nah, not much there for me either. Uh, next, we've got wide receiver, and this is a position I really expect the Ravens to invest in in free agency. I don't think Willie Sneed is the guy they bring back, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a splash here. So anything all the way up to the likes of Alan Robinson, um, there is going to be investment there because even though Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball, they've got to have someone that can pretend to catch the ball to sort of help their run game. Yeah, you look at like a guy like a Corey Davis um, could be a guy that they're looking at. Also, I would not be shocked if they go back to the well and use a high draft pick on a wide receiver because there's going to be a lot of guys out there, especially towards the back half of that first round that I think that are going to really um, be good for them. The other one is, as I know, a lot of people have talked about Marquise Goodwin from San Francisco possibly getting cut. If he gets cut, he's a guy you could see in Baltimore. They need that speed guy to get over the top. Someone so Lamar can kind of stretch it deep. You got to think about it. If you got Goodwin running deep, that's going to open a lot of room for uh, Lamar Jackson to run. So look for them to go after maybe a speed guy, maybe a possession guy. So that uh, they could use one of each. Yeah, and next we've got sort of an early down interior defender in Derek Wolf. He's 31. Pride um, of the UC Bearcats, baby. To be fair, he's, he's not been bad. He, he, he's just solid, really good sort of run defender and does a little bit on pass rush, but he's not he's not getting a sacks. He's a 4-3-3-4 kind of guy as well. So that's the nice thing is this Wolf was in Denver for a number of years. Um, you know, really took advantage of playing inside with Malik Jackson, having Vaughn, Vaughn Miller, DeMarcus Ware, those guys on the edges. So Wolf's just one of those guys. Grab your lunch pail, paint your face up with some beautiful artwork, and get out there and just bloody some knuckles. So Wolf's actually a guy they brought in last year. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if they try to keep him around. I think he's just a good locker room guy. So he's definitely one I think they might put on a low priority list. And next we've got Matt Shukra. Sakura. From- Matt Sakura, the center. Um, yeah, he's not been great, yeah. especially last year. Well, when you have those bookend tackles like they did, you can kind of plug the interior because ultimately at the end of the day, trying to sack Lamar Jackson up the middle is not exactly easy. So I think that was one of those things where he was not great, but how much did it really hinder their offense? You know, I can't see them going out and making a splash in the center. So they could have somebody within the wings that they like, but yeah, uh, Sakura's, he's average at best. Yeah. Next, we've got their third choice tackle, DJ Fluker, um, coming up to 30. Uh, probably just take a one-year deal. He's just sort of that bang average sort of guy. Um, yeah, he had posted on Twitter. I think he's gone. Um, he had posted something. He was a former first-round pick out of Alabama. Um, just guy that's bounced around the leagues, you know, and just never really stuck. 
and rolled anywhere. But like I said, he, he, he basically put on Twitter that he was not interested and he's saying, you know, I've came, come a long way, blah, 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 blah. My film don't lie. So my guess is the Ravens have informed him that they won't be pursuing him in free agency. That would be my guess on him. Again, the Browns don't really need the likes of DJ, DJ Fluker. So I could see him going to a team with kind of a hodgepodge offensive line really there. I don't see him doing much. He's kind of yeah. fizzled out. And and then if you needed that sort of veteran like Claiborne, then a guy like Pernell McPhee. Pernell McPhee. McPhee yeah. um, he wouldn't have been a bad option. Um, obviously, he's, he's a tiny bit cheaper than Claiborne, but it's not really a role we need when you've got sort of a young stud like Port Augustine. But that's the sort of player that, hey, they, they'd probably like to keep him, but if they lose him and he goes somewhere else for sort of two, two and a half mil, then it's good because we don't want that depth talent being on a team like Baltimore. We want sort of poor rookie sort of players filling those spots rather than sort of vets with a bit of experience. Yeah. He, when he went to the bears a number of years ago, he was expected to be a big free agent signing really didn't do much. Went back to Baltimore and actually played more snaps last year than he had played in a while. So he's re- resurrected his career a little bit. He's going into his 10th year. Um, he was rather coveted, um, in the sec, uh, he was a Mississippi state guy and he's made a decent little name for himself. And if he's your third or your fourth guy coming off the edge, I mean, that's kind of his role. You're not going to pay him a ton of money. Like you said, a couple million a year. Uh, I think a lot of teams are actually going to be interested in Pernell McPhee. I think just a solid player overall in a year like this year, where you're going to have a lot of one-year deals. I think Pernell McPhee will find a home relatively quickly. Yeah, and that's sort of it for the the main free agents that they've got there. It's going to be interesting, obviously, number one thing, what they can do with Lamar Jackson. Are they going to look to get a deal this offseason? Um, the smart move would obviously be to wait just because, unlike with other quarterbacks, an injury could really blow up Lamar Jackson's career and then he can never be the same guy again. Obviously, think RG3 sort of style. Um, that is the danger with him compared to sort of a a Baker or a Josh Allen, they're not an injury away from everything falls apart unless obviously it's a serious one for the arm, et cetera. Yeah. And listen, we talked about it with Baker, what they're going to do with these contracts. Can they save themselves some money? Lamar Jackson. It's one of those ones where, you know, he's just a, such a different type of quarterback. I almost think Baltimore might wait. I think they're going to just maybe wait because even if you go into that fifth year, Jack, and you play through it, if you were to do like back-to-back tags, even for year six and seven, like, do they really see Lamar Jackson having a 10, 12, 15 year career as a quarterback? I don't know. Maybe they do, but if they watch him over the next two years, not really develop into the downfield passer that they're looking to be, it could be the cheaper route. You just let them play out that fifth year, tag them in the sixth and make the decision there because you'd ultimately don't want to run. I mean, we do as Browns fans want them to run into a cap nightmare, give them 500 million. I don't care what you do with them. Um, but it could be one of those things where they, they play it smart. Eric Tacos is a smart guy learned from Browns legend, Ozzie Newsome. So, you know, the Ravens are always that team where just when you think you can count them out, they pop up like the undertaker and give you the middle finger and, whoop your ass on the field. So the Ravens are definitely going to be towards the top of the division for the next few years. And it'll be, it'll be interesting because like I said, you, they have a little bit of money, no extra draft picks. They got the seven and seven. So the Ravens, you, they could be a player. I, I expect them to make a play. You know, they could use a little help as the safeties. So you may see them splash a little bit in their secondary. Um, you know, they it's, they're the team that I just, 
I despise the Steelers most, but damn, those Ravens sure are a sour taste in your mouth. Yeah, they're a well-run franchise. Um, Ozzie Newsom was quoted um, paraphrasing, but effectively said the job of a, a GM is to make a roster that gets the playoff every year. And um, they've done a sustainable job of that. And it's for us to take that mantle on now as a team and be the team that, hey, every year we expect the Browns to make the playoffs. And once you get to the dance, who knows what happens? Um, you can one thing if you want to. People have been asking, hey, when do the podcast drop? Just let you know, there's 6 a.m. UK time. They're always out. That's uh, 1.8 a.m. for you guys in Ohio. And then for anyone over in Chicago, that's midnight. So um, that's when the good drive to work more. Good drive to work stuff. You can get them 15 minutes, bada bing, bada boom, 1.5 X. You can get them in 10 minutes. Even better if you want to hear me talk really fast. If I talk really fast and you're 1.5 X, that should be hard to understand. And so just wrapping up, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Jack Duffin, D-U-F-F-I-M. DMs are open for any cap questions. Ian, where can people find you? Adding an AKM Twitter. As always, go Browns.